The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's going on, Bourbon Real Talk family? It is me, Wes, and Randy, of course, right here. And uh, you've tuned in on a good one here because this is a hot take. Hot take. Five things that we hate about whiskey. Stick around. So now that we've got your attention. Now that we uh, have your attention. (laughs) We've got five things that we hate about whiskey. And you might be thinking, how can two guys from Bourbon Real Talk, whiskey enthusiasts, people who love so much about whiskey have anything bad to say about it. Well, we've come up with five things. Five things. That we would rather not be a part of the whiskey uh, business. At all. At all. Yeah. I mean, and and just... A number one. And typically when we do lists, it's, they're not in order. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm going to go on the record and say the other four things could be placed in any order. Right. But this one is for sure my least favorite thing about whiskey. It's got to be number one. Got to be number one. Trolls. Whiskey trolls. Whiskey trolls. If you're watching this, you know who you are. You know who you are. Get the heck out of here. Listen, I don't know what happened to you. I don't know if your mama held you too much when you were a baby. I don't know if she didn't hold you enough. Yeah. I don't know if you've got an endowment issue. I don't, I don't know, know what the issue is. She could be holding you right now. She you could be this. holding you. Maybe she should be. Maybe she shouldn't. I don't know. Just stop ruining everybody's good time. Right. They, they definitely... Uh, are my number one thing I hate most about whiskey and mm-hmm. because no matter where the whiskey goes the whiskey trolls go mm-hmm. and they want to pick fun and make fun of new people and whoever posts their bottles or whatever they always have something to say and it's usually some smart ass remark and they're the only ones that know what's good yep. and if you don't agree with them then you're a loser yeah. and they want to I, I don't know they just suck so they're yeah. my least favorite thing absolutely number if, one on the list if I could wave a magic wand and make all of the whiskey trollery go away I would absolutely do that without hesitation. Now, with that said, let's move along. We've got five to cover. That's number one. Number Number two, and as we progress through the list, these get a little bit more focused on the industry and not so much the community that surrounds it. So number two, though, is still focused on much more of the whiskey community, and that is the secondary market. I do hate the secondary market. I do hate it. I understand while it's there, it's people trying to help people connect with bottles that are hard to find for them. Mm-hmm. But there's much better ways to go about that than re- jacking up the price to double, triple, quadruple what it should be. I don't think that everybody involved in the secondary market are positive influences, right? So if, if you're there and you're looking for a bottle, you have a bottle you don't need or want, you're looking for a bottle, and there's kind of this, you know, cycling through of bottles, great. If you're there trying to pay your mortgage with right. or your car note with bottles that you sold, that's a problem for me. And the biggest problem for me with the secondary are the gambling. Yeah. You know, the, the people putting bottles up for sale that have buybacks, you know, somebody's, you know, buying a, a raffle spot to win this bottle. They have no interest in the bottle. They are gamblers and they want to take the cash payout 
And it's like, just go buy lottery tickets and, and, and stay out of my whiskey world. Yeah. So those are my least favorite things. I understand, again, why the, the secondary market is there. And I'm not saying that the idea of it is, is a bad thing. Uh, but there what, are elements of it. The elements of it, and mainly the guy who has a great relationship with a store, goes in and buys really good bottles at retail only, and he does, probably doesn't even drink whiskey. Mm-hmm. He just buys it because he knows he can double, triple, quadruple his price by coming home, snapping a picture, and selling somebody out of state. Yep. That's that's not something that I can get behind. And so secondary markets, number two on our list. And number three. Number three is the rarest whiskey takes too long to make. Yeah. So we, we've talked about, is there a bourbon bubble um, in another episode? And the reality of the situation is the rarest bottles are typically 15 plus years old. Right. Um, most of the uh, most if not all of the really rare bottles are at least 12 years old. Right. And it's hard for a distillery, even if they had the capacity to make more whiskey, for them to predict what demand's going to be like in right. 23 years. Right, yeah. And so that's something that I, I hate about the whiskey world is that we're all out there chasing the same super old bottles, and it's a problem that can't be fixed, even with capacity. Right, yeah. So, I mean, there's a good chance that... Next year or later this year, there's going to be a good bottle that you've been wanting to get your hands on that'll go on the shelf that was beginning to be distilled back in 2010 or 11. Right. You know, and right. so it's like, why? Why does it take so long to make this good stuff? I mean, good things come with age, but that is definitely a downside to whiskey for me. And one thing I hate about it is that it just takes too dang long to make. That and, and the reality of the situation is, is that it's a problem that the industry is probably not going to be able no, to fix. It's so. just, it is what it is. Hey, nice hat. Hey, thanks. Nice lanyard. Nice rocks glass. Thanks, man. <laughs> nice travel case. Nice blend topper. Thank you. Nice candle. Nice bottle bag. Thanks, man. That's a nice tumbler. Nice woman's t-shirt. Oh, thanks. Nice uh, extra schmedium shirt. Get yourself some nice things and get all the compliments that come along with it. Shop Bourbon Real Talk. All right, so number four. Speaking of things that they may not be able to fix, but this one might be something that could be Could be fixed, yes. And we would recommend it, of course. Yeah. And that is the limited supply slash the three-tiered system and distribution, the whole circus that that is. It makes bottles hard to find in certain areas and so forth. So so we went to Frey Ranch recently. Mm -hmm. They, when they first start... They're, it's it's they're just sinking money into these the equipment the facilities the aging facilities the barrels everything right yeah. and it's it's a big financial commitment and they don't really know what their future demand is going to be so they they make an amount of whiskey that they can afford to make and hopefully they grow over time but Frey Ranch isn't large enough to attract a distributor in the state of Texas right now right they just don't have enough juice. Yeah. And so the issue... Because again, they started making this like six, seven years ago. Right. I had no idea where it would be today. Right. And so if you don't know, if you are a producer of whiskey and you have a license for that, you are not allowed to sell your whiskey in most states to a consumer or a retailer. You have to sell it to a third party called a wholesaler. And then the wholesaler sells it to the retailer and the retailer sells it to the consumer. So that's what's called the three-tier system. For a small producer who has an amazing product, if yeah. you stumble across it, 
there's a good chance that you won't be able to get it in your state because of the rules associated with the three-tier system. And that just really sucks. I will say though, I've got to backtrack a little bit. You can, they, their website's a great place to go and you can buy some things there. You can. But if you want to find some of the good stuff that they have like single barrels that only really come to retail stores in California and in Nevada, then you're out of luck if you don't live there. Right. And so uh, unless you go up to the distillery and visit and visit on a good day where they've got some unique bottles that you can buy, um, which I would definitely recommend visiting the distillery. But for the three tier system, that's that's where it hurts some of those distilleries like yeah. that. The smaller guys for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, and that brings me to uh, number five, which is along those lines. One of my biggest pet peeves about whiskey is there are no direct to consumer sales. Mm. Okay, so the solution for the three tier system problem for small guys right. would be for them to be able to sell their product directly to us. Right. Right. We found them. We like it. We want to buy it. We should be able to buy it from them. Whiskey is one of the only industries that you cannot buy the product. Right. You can buy narcotics online. You can buy guns online. But it's very difficult to get whiskey online. And when you do, it's still gone through the three-tier system. Mm -hmm. And so what the, the issue that we're up against is that's not the case with all alcohol categories. Right. So wine. the wine industry, there are wineries. There's a winery here in Texas that I love to visit. They do $20 million a year in wine sales all through their home location because they're allowed to ship their product directly to the consumer that wants to buy it and skip the second and third tier. Mm -hmm. Beer has very different rules than whiskey, mm -hmm. but whiskey is still completely on lockdown, mm -hmm. which means if you are throttled by that three tier system and you, you would like to be able to grow your brand across a large geographical area, you're not allowed to do it. Now, there are some solutions out there like Silbach, um, Drizzly. And Drizzly, there's some, some sh online retailers that right. are allowed to ship product and there's different rules in different states. Some states have it completely locked down. Some there's workarounds, some are, op some are open to it. And so we are starting to see change in this area. Yeah. But keep in mind for that small producer, Let's say that the bottle is a $100 bottle. Chances are of that $100 that you pay, not counting shipping, not counting sales tax, they're probably only getting around $40 of that money. Mm. And the reason why the wine industry has exploded in our home state of Texas is they opened up direct to consumer shipping so that the wine companies didn't have to give up that 60% mm, in yeah. the second and third tier. So if we had direct to consumer shipping, the, the public would have more options, better options. There'd be more capital available to expand. And let's keep in mind, the whiskey industry has supplied more tax dollars to the US government than any other industry except petroleum. Mm. So this is an industry that we want to support as a country it creates jobs, it generates a ton of taxes, and right now we have it completely locked down because no direct consumer shipping. Yeah, and I mean, it's not just with the smaller brands either. Like Randy said, in most other industries, if I want something, I go online and I buy it. Mm -hmm. And I wish that the same was the case with whiskey. It's definitely 
one of the things I hate most about whiskey. Um, and so if you're watching and you have things that you're frustrated with whiskey, throw them in the comments. I'd love to hear some things that are on your list, things that you don't like about whiskey or the whiskey industry. These are just our top five, of course, but we'd love to hear from you as well. Sure. And if this is your first time tuning in, we'd like to thank you for the view and also let you know about our channel philosophy. We are about bringing people together. And that's something that's personally important to me because I lost my brother to suicide in 2014. And after that, I realized that there are probably people all around us that feel alone and unloved. And I wanted to help people feel connected. And seeing the connective power of whiskey made me realize that if I can get you connected to whiskey in the community, the whiskey will do the rest of the job and get you connected to others so that you know that you have a place that you're loved and that there's a community that supports you. Mm -hmm. And that inspired me to start Bourbon Real Talk Community with Wes mm -hmm. where we don't have any trolls and no trolls. you're able to go there and get connected and, and find opportunities. Um, but in this journey, I also saw the underbelly and negativity that you can find online. And that made me realize two things. One, we needed to create a space where that wasn't happening. And two, if somebody can hate you and say hateful things to you online, even though they don't know you, it's just as easy for me to love you. Because mm -hmm. if they can hate, I can love. So that's why we end every podcast the same way. And that's this. If you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that we love you. And we'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. I'm not opposed to being embarrassed. That's why I'm on YouTube right now. MGPI. You make the good stuff. The good stuff. Like okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like that should be a song for them. Yeah. I know the master distiller. Let's do it. Yeah. So he'd be the right one. We might yeah. be able to get him to hire you to do, you know, some sort of a jingle or something. Yeah. And I can just be in the background like rocking out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do it. A whiskey troll is a person who seeks negative attention and uses contrarian attitudes to derail civil discussion in online forums. They communicate in ways they never would face to face because they're keyboard warriors. Their only goal is to make other people feel inferior. Hey guys, I'm new here. I just got my first Blanton's. And trust me, you probably paid way too much. I don't care much about the Blanton's, but nice <laughs> There's no way that she didn't buy that at secondary, idiot. Oh, I know how you got that bottle. So, are you sick and tired of the whiskey trolls running your fun online? Well, that's why we started Bourbon Real Talk Community. Congratulations. Let me know what you think when you open it up. Hey, welcome to the group. Let me send you over a sample of Blanton's Gold and straight from the barrel. See how you like those. I remember back to my first bottle of Blanton's. It was the birthday to my son, and we enjoy it every year on his birthday. Congrats. So if you're looking to connect with some people online who aren't head over to facebook.com and join Bourbon Real Talk community today.